Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, I come to you right now just saying thank you for the word that you've placed into my heart. Lord, move me behind the cross that the words of my mouth may be sweet meditations unto you. And Lord, as the word goes forth and penetrates into each of our hearts, let it stir up in us a spirit to serve and be who you have called us to be in every way, shape, form, and fashion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are quite a few uh, words that I could say about this passage, but I ask God to speak to my heart that it would be a word that would be exciting and interesting for all of us. When you've had a week that's tough and sometimes weather changes how we embrace different things. When we have too much heat, we say, Lord, make it cool. When we have too much rain, we say, Lord, could you make it dry? My plants just have had enough. And, and, and we get to the point where when we are challenged by the weather conditions, there's insects everywhere saying, great, it is raining, I've been waiting for this. Or there are birds that are flying that say, this is my season. So whatever we may be challenged with, there's others people, places, things, situations that are perfectly content with all the rain, all the humidity, and all the things that surround our external living situation. But I want to set this up with a couple simple questions, and I ask that you turn to the front of your bulletin and see that there were some questions there, and those will be a part of our sermon this morning. And the question says, where did this man get all of this? What is the wisdom that has been given unto him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? And the sermon title simply is Home Court Advantage. And before I go into this, I want to just find out who is a basketball player here? You can raise your hand. It's, it's good. These are the players. Now, who are the fans? Who are the basketball fans? There's actually more fans than there are players. And there's always a thing in sports that is simply called home court advantage. And what home court advantage simply means is all the fans ought to be cheering for you. All the people that really showed up that were excited to see one team play another team, when you're in your home court, yeah. it's about you. <laughs> you should have all the positive things going on. The people that are cheering, the popcorn vendors, everybody is coming because you're playing that night. But it's interesting, because when Jesus came to his hometown, the home court advantage didn't seem to mean anything. He didn't perform the miracles that he had performed. He didn't get the status of being the prophet that everyone knew he was. They kind of just said, who is this man? Where did he get this wisdom? I heard that was... Mary's son. You know how when you come back home and people are trying to figure out who you are. James Brown is here because there's a high school reunion. I can imagine when James was here, 
at home court advantage. But James has been away for a while. But there's still people that came to reunion and said, man, you look just like you did back in the day. And it's funny because back in the day, it's 25 plus years ago. And we can remember when 25 was old, so back in the day was really, really old, and now he has been out of high school for 25 years. You do the math. You realize how we age, but this is still home court advantage. Because this is where God started things. This is where God put some things in place. And some of us say, when I come home, everybody's going to cheer that I'm back at home. James, did you have a cheerleading squad when you came in? A little, a little. Yeah, a little, a little, a little cheerleading squad because somebody said, I think that's so and so. He looks familiar. And then somebody even said, You know, I just passed somebody that looks like somebody that used to look like somebody. And my goodness, they really look like somebody I know. We've been praying for Waylon. Huh. Man, man. Waylon hasn't been gone for 25 years. He's been gone. Your mother said, hey, give me the math. Give me the numbers. Work it out. But Waylon's not the same man that left home. Because God has worked on him and done things through his life and through his living to sustain him and keep him. But yet still, this is still home court advantage. What does it mean when somebody says, how did he get the wisdom and how did she get the wisdom and how did so-and-so get the wisdom? And they've been gone everywhere, but they came back to home expecting certain things to happen, and it just seemed to be like, who did they want? Jesus in some ways, it doesn't say in the passage that he was looking for home court advantage, but the scripture says that he came to his hometown and that prophets are not without honor except when they come to their own hometown. And so there's an implication that the home court advantage doesn't work at home. That challenged me. Because I'm an old basketball player. May not look like it now, but I was a good center when I was one. And I could get right at that top of the key and do what I needed to do. And when I had home court advantage, I looked like I could just space out everybody and say, there's my shot, I'm going for it. Home court advantage was important to me. I think I did some of my best work at home. My coach was hoping that I would do the same thing on the road, but you know, things happened. And the bottom line was when we would get home, the cheers would be there. The blessings would be there. The hospitality was high. And our faith was enriched because we knew somebody would love us anyhow. Unconditional love would sneak in there even if we played a bad game. The coach would run up and say, good shot, good shot, just didn't make it. We were looking for home court advantage. Sometimes home court advantage is mama's cooking. Sometimes home court advantage is that cheering from dad, you go right ahead. I know you have it in you. Sometimes that home court advantage is your Sunday school teacher says, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. 
wailing your chains, but yet your heart is still the same. Sometimes that home court advantage is the blessing when somebody comes way out to a new place but brings the hope and the love from home. So I challenge you as we explore this next part of the passage and we look at it, what does it mean for you to have home court advantage? And is home court advantage a place or is home court advantage a space? For the hospitality that God says when he calls upon his disciples to go out two by two. If you remember in the Old Testament when Noah was preparing the ark and it was not raining and everybody looked at Noah like Noah was crazy and Noah said, God told me to build the ark and I'm going to build the ark. And as he prepared the ark, he put people in and that was his family. But every animal went two by two when he called the disciples and he sent them forth to do the work of God, he didn't send them alone. He sent them two by two to do the miracles that, that didn't seem to be occurring because he was the prophet in that house. He was the prophet in that land. And that land was not ready to receive his prophet status because they was looking back saying, wasn't that Mary's boy? I didn't expect Mary's boy to become a prophet. He was a carpenter. I'm looking for Mary's boy to build me some doors. Put in my windows. Fix my roof. Lay some time. Fix the pew. I'm not looking for Mary's son to be the prophet. Part of the reason that Jesus wasn't received because the expectation of his hometown couldn't see him through a new set of lands. I wore these sunglasses most of the time when I was at camp. I called them my green hornet glasses because nobody could see me and I could see them. And kids would say to me, oh, she has her glasses on even in the building. But sometimes the lens that we see people out of, you think they can't see you and they can. And the bottom line, the lens sometimes limit us from seeing the new expectations. I believe the two young men that are sitting in the back and many of others that have come home for a variety of reasons, that what was made here, what was grounded here, is a great foundation. But when they bring newness back, somebody says, what are you trying to bring in here new? What are you trying to do different? You... That's the road that our family sits on. Why are you trying to sit somewhere else? You done got news. What you trying to do? That's our section. Don't break the ball. That's our tradition. How dare you? And we miss the point that God has enriched them, gave them some new ideas, caused them to think new, but still know that thus saith the Lord. He sends them out two by two, journeying to places and spaces that they had not yet been. He gives them instructions, even though he knows prophetically that they are doing something brand new, that they are being stretched, that they are seeing the world in a new eye. He tells them, only take the shoes on your feet. Only wear one tunic. Don't carry an extra one, because the bottom line is, I want you to see 
and embrace the hospitality of the world. Well, you see, this passage a lot of times has other meanings. So I want you to think of these four things. Hospitality and faith, healing and fellowship. Hospitality and faith, healing and fellowship. When you're looking for home court advantage, you have to look where you are. You have to understand that the hospitality may not look like a look when you were in your home church. may not look like when you was look, trying to make that last three-point shot on your home field. Everybody may not be cheering for you. But the hospitality is what the people of God send in the place where you are. I was in a brand new place yesterday. I had never been in Azel, Texas. I had never even been in a place near Azel, Texas, near therefore of the therefore of Azel, Texas. It was not a place that had ever hit my radar. I couldn't tell you where it was located when I got off the plane. I was grateful that somebody picked me up and made sure I got where I needed to go. And they said, and Fort Worth is over here, and Dallas over here. And so I thought I was in a lot of different places, but they kept driving and driving and driving. I said, where is this town? They said, it's not far from here, so I had to rely on the hospitality extended unto me from someone else who a connection was made to someone I cared about, but yet and still I didn't know what was coming, but my faith in Jesus Christ helped me have the peace that surpasses all understanding. For it is about us understanding that there's hospitality and there's faith, and it goes hand in hand. So whenever you get where God is sending you to go, whether that's a new job, a new school, a new worship experience. Newness right where you are, God gives you home court advantage. Because he said, I want you to understand that you are to trust and to take only what is needed. Don't carry five sets of clothes. Do you trust that I'll get you another tunic? Don't carry 15 pairs of shoes. I don't care if you are Melville Marco's first cousin and you have shoes in every color. Don't take that with you. And what you will need for sustenance, somebody's going to make and provide for you. So not only is it about hospitality and faith, it's about trusting the journey that God has you on. For he said, you will go where I send you. You will step out in the village that I've asked you to share a word of God in. Are you willing to follow God? Can you trust the hospitality? If I had to ask this question last year, some of us at this time, we wouldn't have been sure we could answer it fully to the fullness thereof. But Hurricane Katrina and Rita allowed us to be recipients of hospitality and givers of hospitality because God said, whoever cometh, you'll take care of them. And wherever I send you, wherever your car stops, wherever you run out of gas, wherever your hotel reservation is or isn't, wherever mama's first cousin that hasn't seen you in 22 years, you will have home court advantage because I sent a spirit of hospitality in front of you. And my faith in you is strong enough that you will be able to follow it through. Some of you can relate to the fact that it only takes 
one pair of sandals and a tunic. Because when we left last year, all of us weren't packed for a long journey. All right. We weren't even packed to stay long in the car. Because if we had a thought we were going to be there 14 hours, some of us would have had 10 things of fried chicken and 15 bags of juice, of ice chest and everything else. I mean, we would have been a lot more prepared in that vehicle. But since we thought we was only going up the road a tad bit, we carried an overnight bag. With only one change of clothing. I mean, some of us have never washed that many clothes in a face bowl in our lives. And somebody said, well, can we go to Wally World? I don't have no more money for Wally World. We are out of Wally World funds because the computers were down. The hospitality of one another. We had to say, girl, you got any more crackers? What, what do you have? We had to share with each other in a spirit of hospitality that was based on faith, but it had to get us out of our comfort zone. Home court advantage became where we were. I take those crackers that were in the back of this Sally's car. I don't know how long they've been here, but the bags don't look good. <laughs> because our sense of need outweighed our desire to have it in Port Arthur. Have it at St. Paul have it right here because we were willing to release by faith and allow God to bless us and then we were able to turn around and bless somebody else some lifelong friendships have been made out of crisis people that would have never been together they said let me share my faith story and they said well let me share mine and they said oh my goodness we serve the same God And so out of hospitality and faith, life has been enriched. The other thing I share with you in the Corinthians passage, it says, My grace is sufficient. Even though Jesus in home court advantage didn't heal all the people he had healed in many of the healing stories before. This part in time in his journey, he didn't do all the things that he did in other places. He was home and his home people didn't look like they were sure about it. But yet and still he sent somebody else. Go forth. With these instructions, he said, my grace is sufficient, for power is made perfect in my weakness. You don't have to be superhuman. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to make it about individuality. We're making it about how good God is. Raymond Brunner is not home on my prayers. He is home because God answered all of our prayers. Waylon Gunner is not here because his mama willed him to be here. It's such a time as this that God said, here is the window of time. Christina Thomas did not become ordained yesterday because she was greater than great. Yes, she's a great woman of God, but this is her season. God brought all things together that a blessing would come into a household that was joined together by two denominations, different faiths, but same one God. Blessed her and kept her. The worship that was here yesterday, I believe that it was a worship that was a worship of God. A lot of things came together, but it was just out of faith and healing. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Scripture says, whenever I am weak, I am made strong. 
in our weakness, in our challenge, in our two-by-two, to allow somebody to go ahead and somebody to stay away, to make things difficult decisions, God is still in the business of healing and fellowship. Even if he sent you and he didn't go himself, his spirit is in you. His spirit is in within us. That if he sends you to go and you go, you take him with you so home court advantage is in you. It's not in the place. It's not in the space. It's not how good mama made potato salad. It's the fact that the love was there. I once saw a pair that was so beat up. And people passed it on the table. You know how when you have the, uh, what, what is that called, potluck? People look at that pot like, hmm. I got my mail, cut that pen, and it was the best peach cobbler. And I walked up to the woman who made it. I said, I've seen that pen before. It was at my grandmother's house. That pen is a pen of love. I mean, that pen was leaning. She said, oh, I shouldn't have put it on the table. People looking so funny. I said, girl, they missed it. By the time they figured out what was going in there, it was gone. <laughs> Home court advantage was there, and they missed it. Sometimes God sends us something that is so powerful, but because it's packaged a certain way, because it's in a brown bag, and it's only a little bit of money, it came from Taylor. We make a statement about what it is, and that's not about what it is. For God is a hospitable God. God is a loving God. God is a faithful God. God is a healing God. God is a God of fellowship. He sends us two by two so we won't be lonely. He sends us together that we won't miss the miracle that stands right in front of us. He says it's about the spirituality in each of us, not the location. So God sends us to say, I am everywhere at all times. And I call you into a relationship, a spiritual commitment. So at the end, what did it mean to the disciples when they came to a place that didn't receive them? It doesn't say in the scripture that he says that the, the disciples went and gave them an instructional experience. It didn't say that the disciples went and said, Excuse me, this house wasn't expecting, this wasn't what we thought it was going to be. This wasn't what we thought. He told the disciples, simply shake the dust off your feet. Offer a testimony that's not against them. And proclaim repentance. For the reality of it all, every place we go is not ready to hear what God has put in your heart. A lot of times you'll be on your job and you want to give a word and they say, we don't allow any proclamations and testimonies up in here, so please just don't say anything. And they haven't even spoken a word. It's just their attitude, not looking like they want to receive what the Lord has placed in your heart. But the bottom line is God gave him instructions not only to walk by faith but not by sight. In that period of time, the hospitality of a Jewish home was crucial to their journey. They didn't have a hotel, motel, holiday inn. They didn't have Pookie and them, uh, 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 you know, little, little penthouse over here that you could go and pick the keys up. You had to rely on the people in the town. 
So the hospitality was based on, will you stay with someone? And sometimes the hospitality was a little different than they thought would happen. But Jesus said to them, you will still give my testimony. You will still preach my word. You will still ask people and call them into a spirit of repentance. You will still show them the love of Jesus Christ. But if they don't receive it, shake it off. It's, it didn't say anything. Say, take it personal. They said, shake it off. And continue to go forth and be all that God has called you to be. Wailing daughter, when you get to the first job interview and the people look at you funny and say, Where have you been? And you say, I've been in the service. And they say, I don't know if we're going to hire you. Thank them for the time of day. In a cordial way, send them a good thank you letter and shake it off. You just one step closer to a yes. You are one step closer where God is calling you to be. When you are doing new things in Christ, and somebody says, hey, we don't do that. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Call for repentance and shake it off. God is calling us into a trusting relationship based on knowing that he is our Savior. He is calling us to a relationship that says, even when you're home, be who I called you to be. Because home is in the heart, and it's not a place. Yes, it's a place physically, but it's not the only home you have. For I called you into a full relationship. Therefore, home court advantage is everywhere I take you. Remember the past, but don't let it strangle your future. Remember the present, for this is all that we have this day. And by all means, when familiarity comes upon us and we are truly at our wit's end and we're not sure what to do, go to God. Look at the hospitality. Look at the faith. Look at the healing. Look at the fellowship and simply says, for whenever I am made weak, I am made strong. God is a good God. Shake off the dust. Press on. But never forget that God gives you home according to that. Everywhere you go. This is the word of God. May you be blessed. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you feel as though you've been in a situation where you've been rejected and you think somebody has shaken the dust off their feet on you, and that you haven't felt like you've been warm, given a spirit of hospitality, and you're not sure where your journey is leading you. This is a good place to find that hope. When you are wondering what home court advantage really is for you, look at this house. Help it to grow into the place it needs to be in this next season of life. Help it to become all that it needs to be by bringing your gifts and your graces into this home. The doors of the church are open. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, consider walking out the next season of your journey right here. In the name of Jesus.